Excuse me, but are you loving this podcast? If you are, you can support the show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. All you have to do is hit the link in the show description to support now. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. We would like to start off our show by acknowledging the Yugambeh people, the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded. We would like to pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Excuse me, I have something to say. This is the podcast where we have real and open conversations with everyday people, professionals, and public figures who all have something to say. I'm your host, Sean Phillip Naylor, and you can join me every fortnight as we dig a little bit deeper into our shared human experience. You can join in on our conversations by heading over to the show's official pages and sending me a DM. You can share with me your own experiences, opinions, and feedback on the show over on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at excuseme underscore pod. You can find us on Facebook if you search Excuse Me, I Have Something to Say, or through our official website, excuseme, I Have Something to Say.com. And don't forget that you can rate and leave a review of the show, which is going to help our conversations reach a wider audience. And remember to share, like, and subscribe so that you never have to miss a show. And we're back. Three, two, one, and we're back. And here, I'm excited. I'm ready to rock and roll. She's here, guys. She's here. She's here. She's quit. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so um, you talked Mary Shelley. I touched... <laughs> Bram Stoker on Bram Stoker. I touched on Bram Stoker. And who's, <laughs> who's next for you? Um, well, I was going to jump right forward and talk about a few icons that people are going to know. Yay! People are going to know and love. So, the Scream franchise. Yes, my favorite. I was 1996. I was 10, 11 years old. I don't know why that math was really hard to work out. And I was like nine. Oh, fuck. Anyway, I was a baby and I loved it. Loved it. Watched it. Loved it. What showed them since? Yeah. Thoroughly enjoy them. Kevin Williamson. Yes. Creative Scream. Right Scream. He also wrote, I Know What You Did Last Summer. You know him from, yes. Excuse me, I have something to say. Yeah. He wrote, I Know What You Did Last Summer before he wrote Scream. That is a misconception. <laughs> Apparently, 
he um, wrote Scream and then someone came to him and said, do a treatment of a note to deliver some of the book because we like this take on it. God damn it. I know. I'm really sorry. I hate it when you fact check me. My bad. Anyway. To be um, fair, you do do the research. I just show up on yeah, my own show and be like, hey, guys, let's talk about things. Legit, every time I come on your show, I'm like, here's my six pages of research and 12 different links. Like, you're like, calm down. It's a lot. You're being a lot. I'm like, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Um, so, yes, Kevin Williamson. Yes. Creator Screen. Uh, Notes did last summer. Vampire Diaries. Dawson's Creek. Creek. The following. Many, many good things. He also did treatments on a bunch of different scripts in the 90s for horror and slasher, including... Halloween H2O, which I yes. think is a bit of a classic 90s style slasher. It definitely is in its, it's been retconned. time. Yeah, yeah. It's been retconned. It's gone now. Also, series, but Michelle Williams. I loved her in that. Um, so, yeah, he is obviously well known for a lot of amazing 90s stuff. He kind of reinvigorated the slasher genre in the 90s because her movies had gotten pretty shit prior to screen. Like, slashers were not doing well. People were very sick of it. And Scream was very meta. It was very kind of like clever, fast, witty dialogue. In Scream, like Kevin Williamson was a gay out man writing horror and good for him. He did an amazing job. In Scream, there are a couple of really amazing queer coded kind of things that came up. The original Scream, it obviously Billy and Stu wow. was so fucking gay. <laughs> it was so la, obvious la, la, to me. Like it just came right across, hey. And there's a moment where, like, Stu is taunting Ricky. Is it Ricky? What's the name of the guy that um, Jamie something plays? You know, in the original screen? Randy. Randy. Randy, not Ricky. Not Ricky. Right. Randy. So he's taunting Randy in the video store. He's, like, playing with his earlobe. <gasps> yes. It's so gay. Straight men do not come up behind men and go, what are you doing? Like, that's fucking gay. And then in the final, you know, obviously, like in that final. I was just like, I wish they were. <laughs> Straight man, come on, Sean. Play with his earlobes. He loves that. He Not mine. That. Um, and in that, you know, final kind of like monologue and breakdown of everything, you get a sense that they've planned this murder together. And the whole inspiration for those two characters and planning the murder together actually came from real life. From the Leopold and not that Kate and Leopold movie with <laughs> and Loeb, no <laughs> Leopold and Loeb in the 1920s were these two gay lovers that killed a boy because they wanted to get away with murder. They thought they were smart enough to do it, so they you know got this younger boy and they murdered him pretty brutally. And it's a horrible story, but it was part of the inspiration for Scream because mm. that's what they're doing. They're getting away with murder. And they're very much coded as lovers. You get this sense that, I mean, Billy's got this other reason, this personal reason, which is that, you know, Sydney's mother. Yeah. Sydney's mother had fucked his dad and then his mother had run away. And there's a whole lot of Norman Bates vibes in that. Your mother's no Sharon Stone. Yeah. She's no Sharon Stone. You know, we did her a favor. So, I mean, it was very, like, all of that is misogynistic. It's like... Queer coding with misogyny, which happened a lot early on, I think. Um, but it's also just this like weird, like there's definitely this weird kind of love. Um, and it's very seems very much like 
not to no i'm not gonna go there it seems very much like um stew mm. is very much into billy more mm. than billy might be into yeah stew. i think there's a bit of that but i think billy is a bit repressed and mm-hmm. stew is a bit more comfortable and you get the sense like there's that scene where they are stabbing each other and not that way boys it's weirdly homoerotic though it is weirdly homoerotic there's a kind of intimacy between them there's like for to get involved in that and decide to kill people together i kind of feel like billy decided they should do it and Stu was like whatever you want babe like there's that there's that there yeah i'll totally kill my 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 girlfriend rose mcgowan my sean's good friend rose mcgowan yeah Sean has met Rose McGowan. Sean has drank with Rose McGowan. We partayed. We partayed. Uh, Great gal. Partook and partayed. Partook and partayed. (laughs) Love her. She can do no wrong. I don't care what you say. Um, Also, just on it, Tatum's death. The most iconic death scene. You haven't got anything like that in few slashes. That is like a fucking moment. And she's very bitchy. And so is, you know, Courtney Cox's character like the Gail Weathers character, that is the kind of bitchy queens that we love to see as well as a queer community. We really enjoy seeing that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would have been okay if Sydney died in the first movie and Tatum lived. Yes, I would have been fine with that. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I mean, the same with Sarah Michelle Gellar and Jennifer Love too. Like everyone knows I love Jennifer Love. was so good in that though. Her death scene. It was, but the the fact that she was so good and the fact that she, I mean, we're talking about, I know what she did last summer. Yeah. But yeah. But that whole, like the chase scene and she fucking fought up for herself and she, yeah. Like, ah, it's amazing. And she, that character too. And I know what she did last summer, Sarah Michelle Gellar's character. She's meant to be kind of like the bitchy pretty one. But the way that it's played, there's so much heart in it. It's so, like, she's such a nice person. And at one point she says to, um, what's the other one's name? Jennifer Love Hewitt, her character. She says to her character, you know, I miss us. We used to be friends. And she's like, yeah, well, we used to be a lot of things. She's all, like, hardened by dealing with it all. Yeah. She's, like, so nasty because there's so much to like in Sarah Michelle Gellar's character in that. You know, Helen is just this poor girl who, like, she was, you know, like hot shit and the big fish in a small pond. She goes, to yeah, and now she's kind of been humbled. Work out. Yeah, she's humbled. 
And we actually have a redemption arc for her in that movie. When she dies, more people are upset about that than they would have been if you had killed Julie, which is Jennifer Love Hewitt's character. Yeah, I do love Jennifer Love Hewitt too, though. I, I mean, her as well, I'm just I, here, for my, I'm here for my screen queens. Yeah, I mean, me too. And we do love screen queens. Like, we love a final girl. I think that it appeals to the feminist kind of streak in mm-hmm. the queer community. Like, we get it, we understand, and we want someone who fights because we've had to fight. We know that. So, yeah, there's um, obviously in Scream and Kevin Williamson, there's a lot of amazing queer coding. We've got some queer characters in the new yeah. one, in that recall, which is Scream 5, but they just call it Scream. And then you've also got Don Mancini, who I talk about. He is the creator and writer of the Chucky series. Yeah, so tell me, because I haven't seen the Chucky series. Oh, yeah. So I do know that Devin Sawyer is in the Chucky series, though, who is series. Casper. Yeah. Yes, that's right. He's having a bit of a comeback and good for him. Love I mean, I've followed him on the on the gram for years. Yeah. Um, I had a crush on him when I was We nine. all had a crush on him when we were nine. When he was Casper. My, was it, was, it was an unspoken thing. Then, because Christina Ricky and him. Well, it was unspoken, right? So little gay Sean, mm-hmm. he was there. He was doing his thing. And he was being small and gay. He was being small and gay and keeping to himself. So nobody knew. Don't pay attention to me. No, it's not true. I was a bit of a clown sometimes. But, um... My sister and her friends loved Wild America, loved – she's playing with a dog, guys, don't Sorry. worry. Um, <laughs> don't forget you on camera. Uh, just, but, yeah, so, like, here. my sister and all her friends had these, like, big crushes on, on Devin Sawyer, and they would watch now and then, and, you know, the scene where the Is girls – Wow. It's Sawyer, it's Sawyer wow. for me. Anyway, so but the girls had a big crushes on him, and so we would watch all of the movies together because I was it was only fifteen mm-hmm. months between my sister and I, and so close. And then there was the scene now and then where the boys are all skinny dipping, how oh, yeah. low, and then the girls run away with all their, their clothes, clothes on their bikes, and like I remember my sister and her friend Michaela, hi Michaela, pausing to see the boys to see the boys' bums, yeah. and I'm like. Okay. I'm happy to see that. I'll sit here and watch that. Let's pause. I like that. And then at the same time going, stop it. Stop it. But don't stop it. Don't stop. Anyway, so yes, the Chucky series. So um, Don Mancini, who's the writer and creator of the original Chucky series, and he's writing the new ones now, and I think he got to direct one of the movies. Hmm. So Chucky starts off in 1988 with child's play yeah and it's an interesting and weird concept but let's be real it's fucking high camp from the start we're talking about a doll that comes to life because this serial killer has like transferred his soul into the doll's body and he's gonna murder people to do regular saturday and it's good and it's like all the fun things but the Chucky series in the first three child's play movies is much more your kind of slasher horror movie it's a similar storyline. He's trying to get like into someone else's body. But when we get to the fourth one, which is a bride of Chucky, it's 1998. The series is resurrected because people are really enjoying this kind of like campy meta humor. Chucky has become this icon for the goth community. And it's just like, it comes back in this fully meta way. It's very camp. It's over the top. Jennifer Tilly comes on board. She's going to be part oh, of Chucky. Jennifer Tilly. And she's amazing in it. And she gets put into that body and then she does a full kind of doll makeover, which is insane and wonderful. And the whole thing is much more kind of like high camp. It's really fun. And then from there, they do Seed of Chucky, 
which is where they've had a Chucky baby doll that is not identifying as either a boy or a girl. And it was handled poorly at the time because it was 2004, 2005. And John Mancini is a part of the queer community, but I don't think that he necessarily had enough of an understanding to portray what was a genderqueer character Mm -hmm. in an appropriate way. But now in Cult of Chucky and in the new series, there's a much more... Hold that thought. We're back after this short break. Go to bed. I've given up on them. Go to bed. It's all her now. Dylan. Try try bedtime. Bedtime. Bedtime, Dylan. Bedtime. Bedtime. Some call her the puppy master. Oh, that's why they're barking and the neighbors are getting out of their car. Oh, how dare they? How rude. Yeah, so coming into like the new series, you had Seed of Chucky, then you have Cult of Chucky, and then the series, the Chucky series. So in Cult of Chucky, there was one just before that as well that I can't remember the logo of. But in Cult of Chucky, he takes over the body of Nika, who's this woman. Right. So he comes out of the mental institution as Nika, this is the Chucky guy. He comes out in her body. He and Jennifer Tilly just get straight back to it, you know, so... We immediately have two, you know, um, bisexual characters. We have a genderqueer character in a way because he's within that body, existing comfortably in it. And then you have the series, which incorporates all of these characters, plus they're bringing back the child of Chucky, which was Glenn or Glenda, a nod to the original uh, 1950s film by Ed Wood. Glenn or Glenda about the man who went through his sex change. Oh, yes. was. So, you know, really interesting. And they actually got Lachlan Watson to play the Glenn and Glenda characters in the new series. And Lachlan Watson is the non-binary actor who was in Sabrina, who played Theo. Oh, yeah. Previously to that, I can't remember what the name was before, but it was Theo. Yeah. So they've done a good job working through and bringing their representation and bringing the way that they're writing these stories about the queer community and with queer characters more up to date, which is really interesting to see. It also means that Chucky has now become like a queer ally because he has a, you know, gender queer child and has also been existing in a woman's body comfortably and you know, it's just interesting to see what Don Mancini is doing with that because that's quite unusual. And it's interesting too to know that two of our biggest franchises from the 90s, Scream and Chucky, are both queer creators. I mean, don't want to be that guy, but I feel like the queer community create the most interesting things. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. I mean... Look at us. Examples. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.